Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of She's a New Yorker with your favorite New Yorkers. I feel like both of us have such raspy raspy. voices. Mine's really bad. It still hasn't come back. I apologize. We were celebrating Greek Independence Day (laughs) on Sunday. Makes so much sense why I have no voice. Exactly. Katie was singing her heart out to every Greek song. Um, But... Yeah, so if you... You don't recognize our voices. And, I mean, we didn't even plan this out, but our guests this right. week are Greek. <laughs> this week, we interviewed Manoli and Nicole of The Living Fuel, um, which is a health coaching consultant service. They started their own company. They explain how... Um, they started everything. Manoli yeah. started it on his own after... Being in corporate America for many years and having his own health struggles. Um, and then he was joined by his girlfriend at the time and now fiance. Which we talk about that too. And working with a partner. Um, but Nicole joined him after her battle with Lyme's disease. So it's really interesting to get into it with both of them. And they also gave us so many good tips and tricks. We talked a lot about sleeping. Because I just feel like I'm on a mission to well, get... Well, you're obsessed with the aura ring. I'm obsessed with the aura ring. And they're actually the ones who showed me the aura ring. Update from the episode, I still don't have one. Yeah, we got to get one on Katie's fingers. My fat fingers. On her fat fingers. We got to size you out for one. Your pinky ring probably fits on, like, my thumb. Yeah, 100%. Maybe your toe. Yeah. That's embarrassing. But the aura ring is phenomenal. Manoli and Nicole gave us so many other tips, and they have really good stuff on their Instagram account um, and their blog. Yeah, we'll link everything. We talked about supplements. We talked about... um, Workouts. Different diets and fads. Easy ways to, like, healthify your life. I'm sitting here sleep-deprived. That's why I still don't have a voice, I think. No, I I need to sleep. So what happened to us this week? Well, it didn't happen to us. We voluntarily did all yeah, of this. Yeah, we participated. Yeah. Um, Saturday was a great day. Everybody check out our TikTok or Reel. Basically summarized our whole day, but it was pretty perfect. It was, it like was also perfect, perfect, beautiful, like weather-wise. Yeah, and the perfect like city summer day. Like it's yeah. nice to switch up summers and like not go... Do the same thing every single weekend. Yeah, it was really nice staying in the city. Um, So, yeah, check out our TikTok where we basically summed up our weekend. Yeah. Our Saturday, which was very fun, pretty relaxing. Saturday felt like Friday, and then Sunday felt like Saturday. That was also That was the problem. problem. That was the problem. Sunday, we started at around 3.30. I started later, thank God. Katie started at 5.30. Because I tried to. Spare her the two hours. (laughs) 
I tried to fool myself and say it wasn't coming. And she goes, I'm going to stop by the Greek parade celebration. I was like, stop by. You live 65 blocks away, but sure, stop, stop by. by. <laughs> so, so convenient. <laughs> we were celebrating at Kima, our favorite restaurant ever. Um, Shout out to Kima Joe. Oh, my God. I told Katie that I was going to take it easy this year for the Greek parade. Yeah, and I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, And she literally walks into Kima, and I'm on the couch, like, no voice, with a bottle of 1942 in my hand. And she's like, bro, you said you were taking it easy. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. She's like, okay, here's your drink. Straight tequila. Yeah, poor juice, straight tequila. But it was really, I honestly think, best Greek parade celebration that I've been part of thus far like it was cool to switch it up and have Kima because it's always just Astoria and I think Kima crushed like I told Joe they killed it it was so much fun they do a brunch also the last the last Saturday or Sunday of every month and it's the last Sunday of every month and it's not like a Greek thing it's literally just like a fun fun, brunch party if you, but that's what the, this reminded me of, just Greek style. It's if you need to go with like a your girl, group of girlfriends, you will literally have so much fun. So it's the best brunch in the city. I the agree. Best brunch party. I in agree, the city, hands down. Um, and the food's really good. The drinks are amazing. The restaurant's really pretty, and they crush it with like the music, the vibe, and everything. We love, love, love. We're gonna listen to our episode of today, and take all of the tips and hopefully integrate yeah. them because we need some I asked help. a lot about what to do for hangovers. I need some help. I yeah. need some major, major no, help. Oh, yeah, me too. It's okay. And we, we did fun. We it did the five it. Fs with Manoli and Nicole. So stay tuned for the five Fs. <laughs> Just keep in mind, we didn't call them the five Fs, but we did go through fitness, food, fun, etc. You don't have to listen to us and our raspy voices anymore. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, please don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to the podcast, but also give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. Manali and Nicole, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and The Living Fuel. Hello, guys. So I'll kick it off since The Living Fuel was my baby a few years ago. As you guys know, when I was living in New York, I was working for PwC and I was working as a consultant in the health and tech space. And in my fifth and sixth year as a consultant, I personally started to have a lot of health issues. I think you guys have known me for a while and I'm a pretty healthy guy, like working out, eating healthy, but there was just something going on in my body and I couldn't really figure it out. And I kept getting sick. I kept getting strep throat, tonsillitis, sinusitis. Um, I had autoimmunity, I had a hypothyroid, and these are things that like I looked healthy on paper, but my body wasn't really healthy inside. And I knew I needed to make some shifts. So I started seeing a holistic doctor in New York, and I basically just started cleaning up my diet, practicing better sleep habits, improving lifestyle habits. And over time, I kind of created a system that worked really well for me and got me healthy. It took, you know, about six months to a year to really see some changes And I found that it was kind of a natural fit for me to start helping people around me. So I started helping friends and family and coworkers. And I was like, you know, I'm so much more interested in this stuff than I am in the work that I'm doing. So I found myself reading about like nutrition in my spare time, picking up books, podcasts. And for me, it was like, it was just 
really like I, I, a light bulb went off one day. I was like, why am I doing this corporate stuff that I'm not really passionate about when I'm really passionate about health and wellness and nutrition? So I ended up speaking to a friend and she's like, there's this school, this program to get you a nutrition certification. So I said, you know, screw it. I'll do it while I'm working full time. And I did it. And that was kind of the catalyst for me that brought me into this whole world of wellness. And that was coincidentally the same exact time that I met Nicole. Um, So yeah, we were talking and we were living in New York. And I remember being at Casa Mezcal, one of my favorite Great bar. Date night spots. I should go if you haven't been. And on our one of our first dates, I was telling her, you know, I'm I'm about to quit my job and do this health coaching thing. And I don't even know what I want to do with it, but I just have a good feeling about it. And she was like the first person I confided in because I was very, you know, apprehensive about what people would think. Yeah. For so, sure. and I, I just remember she was like so supportive. She was like, I feel like I wanted to do it subconsciously. So I was like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she didn't care about me as much back then. But it was like, just do it. And I was yeah, like, go for I was it. Like, you know what? Maybe I will. And like, sure enough, like a month or two later, I was really, really fed up with my job. I was working like 18 hour days on a project that was crushing my soul and my life yeah. and my social life and traveling to a city that I wasn't really like excited to go to. So I was like, you know what, screw it. And I pulled the plug and I saved a little bit of money and I was like, I'm ready to do this. And that's kind of where the business started. And it started small with me just helping like friends and family. And as you guys know, now we work with schools and big corporations all over the U S so it's, it's transformed a lot since then. But for me, it started with, you know, my, my personal health journey. And Nicole, when did you, decide to get involved and for people who don't know Nicole and Manali are recently engaged and and business partners partners. yeah yeah so we'll definitely ask a little bit about that we'll get into all of it but yeah I think my kind of health journey started around the time when Manali and I started seeing each other I think like three months after in 2019 and I was also working crazy long hours I was working in advertising I was trying to get promoted and I became really really burnt out and stressed and I woke up one morning and I started feeling super dizzy I went to a soul cycle class I was excited to like start my day and I actually fainted in the soul cycle class and mm-hmm. I was like I was just hung over I thought I was just you know not feeling well yeah but maybe like dehydrated of, I know I know I'm like hot in there much. a I'm million excuses myself. right yeah <laughs> But um, over the course of that week, I started getting more and more sick. Um, I started like losing feeling in my body, like my arms, my face, and my nervous system was just freaking out. And it, I was super scared at the time because I thought yeah, it was something really, really so serious. Scary. And Manoy and I were like a little fresh dating. So he was like taking me to the hospital. And I was this like, was like two weeks into dating. Not This was like right as soon as Wow, you I'm got like, close like, real sorry. quick. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, help. Because my parents are from Philly. So I was thinking like, what did I do to this poor girl? It's only been two weeks. And he's already like in the ER. I, like, <laughs> I got to take her to the hospital. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was a good, amazing support though. And um, helped me through like a really hard time just trying to figure out what it was going on. And I was diagnosed with Lyme disease a few weeks after by an ENT. So Lyme for anyone listening, it's a tick-borne illness. I'm sure you guys are super familiar up in the Hamptons and just like in New York in general, yeah. but it's a, a really, really aggressive infection that 
just kind of causes havoc in your immune system. And it made me super sick. So I was out of work for around a year, just trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And like Western doctors just weren't really helping me. I was seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the best of the best in Johns Hopkins and all these doctors. And they just kind of told me I was crazy and just to go on some antibiotics and call it a day. And it was definitely a super helpless, like feeling and time, but I think it really pushed me into the health space. And I felt like I had to kind of figure out on my own. So I went to an integrative doctor and she was amazing and like really opened my eyes to that whole world, which is kind of Western and Eastern. Like they'll give you antibiotics, but you know, they're not going to just like throw a bandaid on it type. Yeah. They treat the symptoms, not. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like the security of both. So I found like them to be a saving grace and I really started feeling better through just food and supplements and stuff like that. So once I started getting better and better, uh, Manoli, was kind of asking me what I'm going to do and, you know, what are my next steps were. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to go back to a corporate job. Like, yeah. She, she wasn't cut out. She was just like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, what are you going to do? And then, yeah, I just felt like, you know, I, I had like, I don't know, thinking of my past and how miserable I was. I was like, I, I really want to do something on my own. And I just kind of pushed me to, to get my certification because he saw how passionate I was about it. There was like a specific moment too, where we like looked at each other and we're like, why are we not doing this together? Because she was right. like, her own health practice. She was, she had her own clients, her starting. own, yeah, I had her like own, my cute little fake Instagram her, her that own, I was like starting on yeah, the Yeah, her own like website. She was doing it all on her own. And then she was helping me with my stuff because I have no taste in design. And she was just, she was like, <laughs> was she was, yeah, she was just bit. making it more, you know, appealing to the masses. And yeah, we like looked at each other one day. And we're like, why are we not doing this together? We can do yeah. so much more. Yeah. I think the fear was not knowing how it would affect our relationship to right. work and to be in a, in a partnership. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's kind of a, a big thing to take on. It's not, something you really take lightly for sure yeah I mean it sounds like you both have very personal stakes in starting it so like the passion was there and I feel like that's always like the number one thing when you're going out on your own or starting like a side hustle it always begins with something that you're super passionate about connected to like etc for sure and limes there's really not enough like awareness no and I feel like it's been more awareness has been happening now like I remember being in like middle school and hearing about girls getting Lyme's disease and just thinking nothing of it. Like I thought it was like the flu, like yeah, no one no, knew anything it's about not, it. It's not talked about enough. And like the severity of like how it can affect your life. It's not talked about. Enough. Crazy, like, yeah. And a lot of like females that I've been working with, like clients, they actually have been getting it from like post COVID. So COVID interesting. Can sometimes, yeah. COVID can like bring out some of these infections and stuff that are dormant. So it's oh, actually wow. like, the past two weeks, I've actually gotten three clients who got COVID and then they like had Lyme right after. So it's like insane, but it, it really is becoming more and more of a thing. Yeah. One yeah. of my really good family friends, he was diagnosed with Lyme's and his wife took him to some clinic in Arizona. And that was when he was able to start like actually getting treatment that started to work. Yeah. The thing about it is it's not really recognized as a disease by the CDC. So doctors don't really diagnose it. It's uh, crazy. So it, it's this black box. Because and there's, they don't know how to treat it. Yeah, so they like, there's not like, like whatever, but um, just like for your listeners too, I think if maybe it's worth noting like some major symptoms, you know, like if, so, if any of your listeners like have these symptoms that they're dealing with over and over again, and they're like not getting better, it they're kind of general, but like brain fog, like you said, is a huge one. Um, any sort of autoimmune conditions, like, 
those can kind of dip into that as well. Anyone who's getting like sick a lot or has any nervous system issues, but yeah, it's definitely something that I try to like, if I see any symptoms, I like immediately am like test for this because yeah, for people to come up with it, but yeah. So going back to when you started the living fuel, um, how did you take the leap in terms of leaving corporate America? Like how did you get started and how did you start building, uh, building like your Rolodex of clients? Where did that start? Yeah. So for me, I, I would have probably done it a little differently looking back, but I was patient enough to the point where I had enough clients to support my basic expenses like rent mm-hmm. and living expenses. And I'd recommend that for anyone who's thinking about taking the leap is make sure you're at least bringing in some money. So you're not just taking money out of your savings because that, that can be really, really stressful and your savings will dry up quicker than you think, especially if you live in New York and you like expensive things and you like to go out and eat really good food. No matter what, uh, yeah. in New York, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Like, so living in New York, not making as much as I was like that first couple months was so hard for me, but I would say the big thing is put yourself out there and practice your elevator's pitch before you're ready to like take that step and fake it till you make it. And Mm -hmm. as cheesy as that sounds, it works because I was out, you know, at social events and I was talking to people, telling them what I do. And at that time I didn't even have a program, but I was ready to do it anyway. And I started picking up clients through that and people could tell that I was passionate about it and that I actually practiced what I preach. And I think that's a big thing too, is like, if you are an example of your business, that will make people attracted to you. And I think for me, that was like the big thing in the beginning is people were attracted to it because I was so passionate about it. And what I was doing really worked for me. So I was kind of my own marketing logo at the beginning. I would find Millie like at like the back of a club or a bar, like talking to my friend about like healthy fats and like mm-hmm. going off in like a conversation, but he, you know, you're passionate about it. So it worked. But Take that leap before you even think you're ready in some sense, like in terms of marketing yourself. And I didn't even have a website when I left my job. Yeah, you just gotta like do it. I feel like some people are like, I need to make this Instagram when it's like perfect, but Sometimes it's better just to start and it's going to continue to evolve, but like just getting your, your feet in the water, I think is a good tip. Yeah. Um, The name, how did you come up with the name? That was all you. The name just came to me. I was sitting outside of Saturdays in Soho, sipping a coffee on a Saturday morning, just in a good flow state. And I was like, today's the day I'm going to come up with the name. (laughs) So I went on GoDaddy, started punching in names. And I was like, I really like the word fuel. I was like, how could I bring this in? Cause like, I want people, my slogan to be like, help people find what fuels them. Right. So that's like what our business does. We help them find what fuels them. We use that to propel big transformations in their lives. So it just kind of came to me and I was searching domains that were available and um, you know, the living fuel, it's, it's exactly what I just said. It's uh, a way of living and it's to help people find those things that fuel them in their daily lives. So going back to um, your relationship, what is it like working with a spouse and what advice do you have for others? Um, like, how do you make sure to find time for the two of you and time to like unplug and not talk business? Yeah. Like, how do you not just talk about your business all day? Yeah. We can't even figure out like how to be friends and right. <laughs> like run a podcast. I think it's for friends and relationships too. Like these kind of come into play, but this may sound a little corny, but I think you have to first agree that what you're going to do is like really worth it. And it's going to really help a lot of people, or it's really going to be like an amazing success. Right. So like Manoli and I knew that this was 
something that was going to be really successful and it was so like worth our time and our efforts. So right. I think that was super important. And then in the beginning, it was so hard because we would be like eating dinner and I'd be like, wait, I have this great idea. And it, it would be really hard to distinguish like our time together and our time working. But I think the best thing that we have done, which we learned from the Skinny Confidential podcast, I don't know if you listen to them. We love them. Yeah. Um, but they're great like, examples for that. They are. And they yeah. have a whole episode on like how they work together and what's worked. And I remember listening to it and they said, you have to set rules. You, you know, whether your rule is like, don't talk about work at dinner or in the bedroom, like right. make kinds of rules where um, you both follow it. So you can have the, those times to like unwind and relax. Uh, and like have date nights like Manoli and I always try to have like a date night where we don't talk about work and we like go out and dress up and you know we detach and I think yeah like setting ground rules for again dinner and like the bedroom and walks so we don't talk about work I think that's the most that that was huge like those two that one rule will change everything for you guys and then I would say the other ones create some sort of physical separation I know it's hard especially Mm -hmm. when we're like we're engaged and separation isn't like doesn't come natural to me because I, I love Nicole. I want to be around her all the time, but there's some times where I actually like, I do need my own space. So I got an office space down the street in our previous living situation. We lived in an apartment. During COVID, it was that, like, that was, a, so our last apartment was a two bedroom and we converted one into an office. So I would wake up, I would work out on the balcony or in the living room, and then I would walk into the office mm-hmm. and then I'd spend all day in the office and I'd, Nicole was in the living room working and we're on calls all day. So it's like, we can hear each other's voices. Like we were getting on each other's nerves a lot much. just because we were in the same physical space. So that's something I'd be cautious of, especially if you're a couple. And how do you deal with, like, if you don't agree on a on a business decision. I do a lot of like the marketing, the like aesthetics design. I just love that. Like it makes, it makes, fills up my cup. And Manoli Mm -hmm. loves like the business side, the sales, like more of the logistics. So it actually worked really well for our business where we just decided like what we take. And I'll always like consult with him about posts or any sort of like big decision. I'll say like, what do you think of this? Usually I just already have my mind set up that I like it and hopefully he agrees. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I do like to ask him, um, so we kind of like stay in our lane in that sense. I think that's, yeah. that helps a lot. There's definitely been times where we've disagreed and it's mm-hmm. kind of just like who has a better case. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's also like, how do we talk about this without like causing a fight that'll like ruin the rest of the day? So it's like, sometimes we'll like talk about it and it'll get heated. And then we'll realize we actually have to step away from the conversation and just think it over. So we'll, like, we'll like use like a phrase or, or something that'll just break it Diffuse. up. And, yeah. And I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go to work. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. And we'll both think about it and then we'll come back clear headed. Sometimes you just need like a moment. Yeah. And then other times I think giving like designated roles within the business will Helps help. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Okay. Moving on to like some tips and tricks. Um, so you work with a lot of corporate clients and there's definitely a lack of focus on wellness. I feel like it's been, it's shifted a little bit, um, post pandemic. Yeah. COVID like forced it a little bit, but not enough. Yeah. But so you work with corporate, a lot of corporate clients, what's the biggest issue you see in corporate America and what's missing that you try and bring to the table? I think we can each take our own stab at it. I would say for me, Um, I noticed that in my previous work culture, it was just like the more hours you sat at your desk, 
the better employee you were. And I think that's so toxic because when you look at other countries, it's not about how long you work. It's about how much stuff you actually get done through the week. Right. So, you know, I would have loved it if my boss was like, here's your deliverable. If you get it done by 12, the rest of your day is yours. Damn, I would have got that thing done by 1030. And I would right. out, you know, and I would have done a really good job. And I find that when I'm under pressure like that, like I can get a lot done. So just the whole politics of sitting at your desk I kind of annoyed me. I would just sit and like play like games on my phone just and then I think the other thing was like, it was frowned upon to work out or eat healthy during office hours. And you were kind of like outcasted for that, at least my company. And to me, I don't view exercise as something that's like a nice to have. For me, it's like an absolute necessity. Like I feel my best self when I'm moving, when I'm sweating, when I'm hitting the gym or whatever it is that I'm doing. So I wish that was like integrated into, into work culture a little bit more and not so much as like a seen as like a bonus. Yeah. I feel like the nutrition piece for me was like very evident in my uh, office. We would go for like team lunches and I would get a salad. Uh, they're like salads, you know, and I don't want to eat a pizza at 12 <laughs> in the afternoon. Right. I wanted something light and I like salads for lunch. So I feel like my team would sometimes be like, oh, Nicole's eating a salad again. You yeah. Know? yeah like- you'd be judged for it. Yeah, I feel like with the nutrition piece, I in both of my jobs, I felt like there was a lot of like health shaming in that sense. And I just, I think it's nice to like lift each other up when we're eating healthy or we're like grabbing a juice or like doing something good and making us feel good. I think we try to really like debunk that and not make it so that employees feel like they have to just like eat dried greens or like a green juice every day to like be healthy either. So I think those are like the big ones, right? COVID even more so. Our business business, like absolutely took off. I'm sure. Because I think people were so honed in on their health at that point. Yeah. Everyone just wanted to get healthy. And now businesses are seeing our service as such a perk because like employees, you know, want that and they're seeking it and it gives their, their company such an edge up if they can Mm -hmm. say like, Hey, we have health coaches and like all all these services. Like I would take that company over, you know, another one that doesn't. Right. So a hundred percent. So when you are creating a program and I'm sure it's different when you're creating a program for like, let's say a company or an individual, how do you go about that? Do you tailor it specifically for each client? For sure. Yeah. That's like one thing that I think is really big for us because we believe so much in bioindividuality is what like we call it, which is just like everyone's so different. Like what makes you feel good is different. That's what's going to make me feel good. Workouts, food, like across the board. So we really, really believe that everyone is so different in that sense. Um, So especially for like private clients, it'll be like whatever, you know, they're dealing with, if they need help with weight loss or bloating or, you know, thyroid, whatever it is, we'll always tailor it specifically to them. And then with the corporations too, like we have smaller companies, but then we have like big companies like Slack or free people that you're working with like a lot more people. So you have to tailor it to the masses a little bit more, right? Yeah, but we can still customize it too, because we get to look at their clinical data and we'll see what that group actually has the most problems with, you yeah. know, whether it's hypertension, diabetes, stress. Str- yeah, stress, we can get anecdotal evidence through surveys as well. And then we'll customize a program for that group. So it is different, you know, by company and by person. What are some tips that you have for like anybody to integrate into their daily lives that could enhance their mental and physical health? Like whether it's waking up early, like Katie was on this, this, this phase of like 
being in touch with her circadian clock or something. So oh, was, I was like, what the hell are you about She was like going for walks first thing in the morning to like get natural yes. light. My, I was trying to sync my circadian clock. Like, yeah. so naturally, like I would go to bed. Honestly, I was in a psych class and my professor started talking about like the whole, like how uh, like light affects your brain and whatever else and like your sleep rhythm. And she like told us this whole thing. And honestly, it really worked. Now it's kind of like, effed up again but i gotta get back on that yeah mars i forgot i did that it's hard to do but you're right when we sync our schedules with the sunrise and the sunset yeah that's what we're naturally supposed to be doing so we sleep better we actually have more energy we feel a lot better that's i mean that's a great hack such a good hack and even like just with the like the light and dark cycle that you're talking about we have a i don't know if you've seen on our instagram but we have a red light in our room that yeah we put on at night we don't even have a, like a lamp in there at all right and the I want to give you guys as much tips and because when I listen to podcasts I always want like the sauce so I'm gonna right totally as possible but uh the red bulbs are like cheap on Amazon you can get them put them in your bedroom they're incandescent bulbs we actually have them on our on our shop page on Amazon shop page okay. yeah, we'll you guys that and then anyway if you don't want the red bulbs just at night your space should be as dark as possible like you should be allowing your body to wind down and any sort of light is going to cut off that melatonin and kind of keep you more awake. So you want to kind of make it like a, you always say like a dark, cold cave, the colder, the better. Yeah. Like a really nice Zen dark cave will really help with your sleep and like that rhythm. Yeah. What do you think about salt lamps? I think they're mostly BS, but they're aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, (laughs) backing up any of the claims but they're like they're pretty to look at and they're a soft nice light so like for that purpose I like them oh but they're still technically artificial right because when I was trying to get on my whole like rhythm here obviously I wasn't going to bed when sunset but I would like cut off like artificial light past like 10 30 p.m or something and then I made sure I went outside and saw the sunlight within the first 30 minutes of me waking up. So if I got up at like seven 30, I went out for a walk by eight. That's awesome. I honestly, I, kinda I was using my salt lamp. I, I kind of have to disagree about the salt lamp. Okay, I, good. I, I may be throwing people off here, but I've, I have seen some good things about it because the salt does like disperse into the air and it also helps with your sinuses and stuff. I will say maybe to his point, like it depends on the quality, you know, like mm-hmm. it, but, um, yeah, just like looking at the sun in the morning is such a good hack for your body. Not many of us do it, but when you wake up, just go outside, get some sunlight on your face. That's going to help so much with your circadian rhythm. Yeah. I would say another big hack is hot, cold therapy. In New York, you guys get nice and cold water. We don't get that here in Florida. So I was in the habit of taking a warm shower and then finishing cold, which takes some time to build up to. But I started with like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, eventually worked up to like a couple minutes to so sometimes just a full cold minutes? shower. Yeah. Sometimes I can't do that. Sometimes, but your body quickly adapts. Like it actually builds resilience towards the temperature change. And right now, if you think about it, we're in a temperature controlled environment, our whole lives, mm-hmm. air conditioned in the car, air conditioned in the buildings, air conditioned in our homes. That, that's almost making us weaker in a way because we're not having to naturally adapt to temperatures. So by challenging your body to hot in a sauna or hot bath or steam or cold in a cold shower, you're actually building resilience. There's a concept called hormesis, 
which just means what doesn't kill you makes you stronger in a way. So when you can, yeah, when you can, of course it's Greek. Um, (laughs) When you can challenge yourself like physically in that way, it actually makes your body more adaptive to real life stress. Like, you know, whatever it is like traffic or also like your immune system gets stronger. It does a lot of really, really good things for your body. Yeah. I think going off of that, for the tips that you guys asked, um, the sauna is like my favorite thing in the world. We have our little sauna here. It's behind me. Right here. Oh my <laughs> God. In of our living room, but it kind of blends in with the wall. So it's okay. But um, I really, really emphasize detox with my clients, mm-hmm. which detox is a little bit of a buzzy word, but just making sure that you're sweating, pooping and peeing every day. It's going to make you a better, stronger person because we have so many toxins that come in from air, from our water, um, you know, we deal with so much of that day to day that it's important for us to be detoxing. So I love infrared saunas. If you don't have a mini one, ours is a Therasage for anyone who wants one in their home, but we also oh. love like higher doses in the city. I'm sure you we guys love have. higher dose. Yeah. Have you guys been to, to one of those? Yes. Oh, yeah. We used to go like <laughs> twice a week. Yeah. We were, we're like obsessed with, we love infrared saunas. Now we go to clean market because a lot of the um, higher dose locations closed from, yeah. I don't know if their partnership with Equinox ended or something, but yeah, there's not the as lo- many. Yeah. The locations that are open actually. So there's the one at 11 that. Howard, like still there. And then I think one in Williamsburg. Great. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, we love clean market. It was great. We always went there for, they have good supplements. And yeah. Um, but the infrared sauna is awesome because it actually detoxes you way more than a regular sauna. It pulls mm-hmm. out more toxins. So if you can get an infrared sauna, I mean, it's, it's awesome, but that I think just focusing on detox is a good, just general wellness tip that we follow. Um, lymphatic drainage massages are good for detox. Dry brushing. is. Oh yeah. I was going to ask about dry brushing. Like what is your, yeah, I like went through a phase where I was doing, honestly, during the pandemic, I was doing it like every day. But yeah. I couldn't tell if it was like making a difference. I bought one and I just didn't do it. Yeah. Did, did you feel, you didn't feel a difference from it? Like I couldn't tell, like not really. <laughs> I mean, my body so- felt softer. Wait, I- also she literally got sick. Like, you know how people get the keto flu? That's what I couldn't think of. The yeah. I got sick from a lymphatic drained massage because I didn't yeah. properly detox afterwards. Like oh, I didn't wow. drink enough water and stuff. And they were like, you need to drink so much water to flush everything out. And I didn't. And I literally got like a fever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was no, so weird. They're, like in, they're legit because although they're giving you like little movements, like it's not even like an intense massage, they're hitting points that are storing toxins. Right. So it's releasing a lot of those toxins when you're, they're pressing on those points. So after you really need to like emphasize like an infrared sauna is like a really nice after lymphatic massage punch. Right. Oh, okay. I like those two together. And for dry brushing, it's funny you say that because some of my clients say they like feel like a difference and some are, you know, back and forth about it. But I feel like my skin is a lot softer when I'm in a good routine with it too. Really? Yeah. Okay, um, maybe I need definitely to helps actually. With your skin. Yeah, it definitely helps with your skin, but also like try and use it as a one-two punch too, like the dry brushing. So you can dry brush and then sauna right after or dry brush and get a lymphatic massage. Like all these things work really well together. If that makes sense. Interesting. So you guys were like the pioneers in the aura ring. And it's funny. Cause I feel like oh my God. it's blown up now. Like 
Kim Kardashian wears the horror ring and posted oh, it. Yeah, she posted on I her Instagram. Know that either, and like, actually. honestly, you guys were the first people I heard it from. Um, and I got it from speaking to both of you in kiosk. And I'm obs- like a literally obsessed with She's it. She's obsessed. She'll text me in the middle of the day and be like, oh, just so you know, like here are my aura ring stats. Like, this is I, I find it so interesting. So what I have a few questions, like what are the what is the difference between deep sleep and REM sleep? Yeah. And how do you maximize both? It's a good one. So before we even get into that, one thing I'd recommend about the aura ring, I recommend for everyone who has an aura ring is to keep it on airplane mode. I don't know if you do, but it emits low level EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, just like any Bluetooth device. So I keep mine on airplane mode. And then in the mornings when I charge it, it syncs up with my phone. And then I see my data from the net from the night before. So that's one little tip I, I give everyone that uses it. Um, but in terms of REM and deep, the, the most important two stages of our sleep cycle, it's where we restore, it's where we recover, it's where we recharge for the next day. Obviously in REM sleep, that's where we dream as well. So if you see your scores are tanking or one's really low and you want to work on another, there's a couple of general sleep tips. One thing that we know through science is that CBD helps increase deep sleep and THC actually lowers deep sleep. So if, you know, you use either of those medicinally or just as like a nighttime, as a part of your nighttime routine, just pay attention to how those affect your sleep. Alcohol definitely crushes your REM sleep crushes negatively. Your yeah, Mostly that makes sense. Actually. I feel like my aura is like my mom, you know, like the next day after yeah. that, I'm like, okay, it's telling me like, I really, really messed up yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like two really good places to start with sleep would be one, try to cut any food you're eating out, any food you're eating two hours before bedtime to try to cut that out mm-hmm. completely. Because when you have food in your stomach and you go to sleep, your body has to prioritize digesting that food over recharging your body and restoring in your deep sleep. So two hours before you go to bed, stop eating. For me, I have a hard time. I get really good deep sleep, but I don't get REM sleep. Like like I'm lucky if I get an hour of REM. Mm. And so because of that, like my score is never above like an 82 even though I get what are good you deep supposed sleep. to get like what's like good? like I've never gone in the 90s and I'm dying to get in the 90s but oh I need to get my REM sleep up I notice it's it's higher if I like read before bed if I'm like not on my phone before yeah. bed um it's definitely higher but yeah I can't like is there is it wor- better or worse to get more of one than the other or like as long as you're getting a decent amount of one the, no they're both sounds good though no yeah, they're both equally important for me personally. I don't know if anyone can agree with this listening, but I feel way worse when I don't get deep sleep for me. Oh. Like, if I don't get REM sleep. You know, I, it's not like I feel it as much as I do with deep sleep. And I think it's just because during your deep sleep, you're getting that most like restorative sleep. That's when your body's doing a lot of like the cleanup work. Um, so that's just for me. I don't know if it's the same. An interesting thing that a lot of sleep experts say is that for every hour of sleep before midnight, it's equal to three hours of sleep after midnight. So your bedtime matters big time. And I know you were talking about circadian thinking. 
our, our bodies are meant to get the deepest, most restorative sleep from about like, 10 uh, like 10 to one, 11 to two, somewhere around there. So if you're going to bed at 12 and you're getting eight hours, you might be waking up exhausted because you're actually not getting those quality deep sleep hours that your body's waiting for, but you're going to bed too late. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So if I dream, it means I had REM sleep. Yeah. I don't have an aura ring. So (laughs) yes. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of any other sleep ones we miss. I think the, the light is huge. The food I think is probably the biggest that I've seen. Um, anything else? What missing? Keep your room nice and cold. Nice 67 and to 69 is what sleep sign shows the best temperature for getting good restorative sleep. Mm-hmm. So if you're sleeping in like anything above 70, try touching it down a little bit tonight and see if that helps. And then like blue light's a big one too. So if you have, you're watching TV or you're on your phone late at night, getting like blue blocking glasses you can get from like mm. Warby Parker or Felix. Um, and then, or like there's a blue blocking screen protector that I used to have from iJust. They're great. If you don't want to wear the glasses. Cool. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to live in a cave to get good sleep. Right. There's a modern way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I try to think when I'm talking to clients, like realistically, are you going to not go on your phone from 5 PM on? No. no. Right? So yeah. Like how can we block the blue light as much as possible? I think that's yeah there's there's the night shift feature on every iphone and android has it too i'd turn that on if you don't have it and there's an even better version of that through through our accessibility shortcut we have an instagram post we'll send you guys the link for but you can turn it on so it blocks blue light later in the day yeah and Uh, that that allows you to look at your phone without like any negative effects after the sun goes down yeah interesting okay so then going off of that obviously our societies very um dependent on technology and you had mentioned the waves that you get from the aura ring and whatnot so what are the risks us being on technology all day and what are some ways like the blue light glasses or whatnot to reduce any exposure you're getting to i live in a city you guys live in a city it's you can't just like run away from it there's some things you kind of have to face and deal with it's not going to be perfect especially if you're living in like a high rise like we are but there's a couple simple things you can do to mitigate the stress that emfs put on our body which have been proven for decades now through a lot of research uh one one thing to know is that the biggest source of electromagnetic frequencies in your house is your wi-fi router so we unplug that every night before we go to bed And as a general rule of thumb, you shouldn't have it within 20 feet of where you sleep, especially if it's not off. Mine's interesting. Mine's not. Mine's really far from my bedroom. That's good to know. You can get like, if you don't want to plug it in and plug it out every night, there's like a, something you can buy on Amazon. I'll look for the link. It's a wall timer. But it's a wall timer. So like, yeah, turn it off at 1130 and then it goes on at 630 or whatever your schedule is. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a huge one. Um, another big one that's easy is keep things on airplane mode w- while you're sleeping. So if you're, you know, if your phone's next to your head all night and it's on, that's not good for you. It's emitting EMFs. There's even a warning on the Apple product itself that says, don't keep your phone close to your head. So they're, they're acknowledging that as well. So I would, I put it on airplane mode and like, you know, maybe you're going to think like, what if I miss a call or a text? I mean, it, like, who's calling you at like 1 a.m.? Right? <laughs> right. Is it that Unless important? It's an emergency. But yeah. Maybe when you're a parent, it'll change. Yeah. Right. So right now, we don't have an excuse. 
excuse right now. I'll have like yeah. a walkie-talkie in my house for like the kids. <laughs> need something. All right, we're not doing that. I'm just gonna say that now. But... Dad, oh my god, Dad. I'm so bad. I literally will like sleep like if I'm watching a show or something on my laptop. I don't even take the laptop out of the bed. Yeah, we also have. We should show them this little mat. Um, we have a laptop. Everything you said, like, oh, do this, it'll help. I do it. Like, I mean, I do the opposite. Yeah. Easy. These are all hacks that will make it easy for you to, to switch these. Like this, this is a, an EMF blocking laptop pad. So when I'm sitting with my laptop on my stomach, right next to all my reproductive organs, which you don't want getting blasted with EMFs, this protects it. Yeah. And so you put that in, wow. like on yeah. under the yeah. laptop. Yeah. Oh, the re- laptop goes on it and then you, it's actually nice. It's kind of like a little tray. And then right. you put it on your belly. So you and I've tested it. this with an EMF meter to make sure it actually blocks the EMFs because there are EMFs constantly being emitted from the laptop and the phone. And so I would say that's a big one. And then for like your laptop, once you're done using it, either power the airplane mode thing off, like turn the Wi-Fi button off mm-hmm. or just leave it outside of your room. Like those are easy things that you can do and that'll reduce your exposure by a huge amount, Yeah, up to 80%. Wow. Interesting. Wow. That's so interesting. I'm learning so much. <laughs> and then also what are, cause you guys said you like supplements. What are some deficiencies that you see a lot in our culture and in society? Um, and what supplements do you recommend people taking or like, is it very specific based on each person and whatnot? I'm sure it's dependent too, like I'm sure women and men right gender yeah and age yeah I would say most people are deficient in a couple of things across Mm -hmm. the board just by looking at statistics we know vitamin d is a huge deficiency 75 percent right plays a huge role in covid and immune health so that's something I think everyone should supplement with especially if you're not getting an hour of sun every day which let's be real most people aren't right Uh, also vitamin D, you can't really get that through food unless you're like pounding cod oil or like, like sardines. Like sardines. <laughs> so that's um, just one, like we um, always say food is the best supplement, but for vitamin D, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. So that one's huge. Um, probiotics, you know, that I think everyone could benefit from magnesium is actually the number one uh, vitamin deficiency in people. And that's the sleep wow. mineral. So if you want to take anything, I'd recommend magnesium glycinate for sleep and for stress. Yeah, just to give you guys brands too, because I, I'm like, yeah. I, I want to give you the, the details. And I think buying like a magnesium from CVS is very different from like, you know, a good quality. I think that right. matters a lot too. So um, for vitamin D, we use Thorn. They're great. Oh, I use those. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little yeah. dropper. It's super easy to take. And then magnesium glycinate cure encapsulations is awesome. We Oh, I have that one actually. I don't take it, but I have it in my bathroom. Yeah, we have a we have them on our storefront, so maybe we'll just send it to you guys so people have them. And then probiotics. The probiotic, I really like Mega Spore. I actually have it right here. Um, Mega Spore is great. You want to get a spore based probiotic if possible. Those are going to be the ones that are most effective. Okay. So. Okay. I actually think I got Thorn from your Instagram. Spore based is going to be a little better because it makes it all the way down to your intestinal tract, and it like kind of fertilizes your little gut microbiome. So it, it really does its job super well. Some that you buy that are like cheaper and not, you know, well-formulated will just die in your stomach. So what, what you said too, about the supplements, I think is really important that based on people's blood work, we see what people are deficient in, and then we customize protocols for our clients. So 
you can generally give people supplements, but I, I see people waste so much money taking supplements they don't need. Supplements yeah. can add up. So, you know, we're minimalist with it. We don't believe you need to be taking a handful of pills every day, but looking at blood work is the best way to see what someone actually needs. Going off of supplements, because I know I've struggled with iron deficiencies, um, and I feel like our generation, a lot of people talk about like red meat and don't eat red meat or don't eat too much red meat. Where do you guys stand on that? And what's your opinion on that? I might bring up like a super taboo topic. And this is maybe a conversation for like a a whole, it's whole, whole own episode, but for iron deficiencies, usually I see some, like some things with parasites. I I don't know if you've dove into that world at all or heard about like parasite cleansing or anything like that. Wow. But usually, you know, iron deficiencies can come from parasites because they actually feed on iron. It's like their food. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like its whole own world. And it's definitely something that was crazy when I first heard about it. But it's just like worth noting. Yeah. And like just to give people more context, everybody has parasites living in their body. Just a matter of what kind, what species, have they overgrown? Are they living in harmony with our gut? And oftentimes when they overgrow, they can build and collect toxins and they actually like start stealing nutrients from the foods that you're eating. So when you do a parasite cleanse, which a lot of our clients end up having to do, we help them like just guide them through a process that their body naturally excretes them. And the craziest thing about parasites that I've learned is that they can store up to seven times their body weight in toxins and heavy metals. So they're like magnets for like stuff you don't want in your body. So when you get rid of them, you also get rid of like a lot of other things that have been maybe like slowing your system down. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That is so crazy. I always thought about parasites as like, oh, you got it. You lose some weight. (laughs) Yeah. Or like you get it from like a trip to Cabo. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's one way to get it for sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone has them. They're common. I mean, I put at least 10 of my clients on parasite cleanses every single month. Oh my God. Yeah. If you have any gut issues or like gut imbalances, it's something that I I definitely like test for and and rule out, but it's worth people noting, you know? Yeah, for sure. So when you guys take on a new client, what's the first thing you do when like somebody comes to you? Like, do you have like questions, something you have to fill out? Yeah, there's an intake form. All our clients go go through uh, our platform, practice better, and they fill out the form and it gives us a whole health history of that person, medical history, injuries, supplements, lifestyle, the whole nine yards. Right. And based on that, some people will be really passionate and they'll say like, I want to work with Manoli because, you know, I'm trying to get better at this sport that I'm playing. And that's more my forte than Nicole's. Um, And then some people will just look at the form and we'll be like, this is a good fit for Nicole because it's related to asthma or digestive issues or gut health. And if it's someone who's like trying to boost athletic performance or mental performance and get off Adderall, you know, like that's something I've helped. Yeah, I think we have with. our own specialties. Like, of course, like the hormones, the hormone clients, like girls who are trying to get off birth control or get pregnant or things that are like more of my wheelhouse. Those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But yeah, we'll usually kind of choose the best fit. Yeah, we divvy it up. Wow. So before we go into a few rapid fire questions, where can anyone find you guys book you guys so our instagram we're super active on there at the living fuel um and then to like book with us our website you can uh, book like a discovery call with us to see if it's like a good fit and if we can help 
So our website's thelivingfuel.com and we're dabbling to TikTok now, which is a whole mm-hmm. other world. So yeah, for sure. The um, Living Fuel on there as well. Okay. Your top three healthy restaurants in New York. And since now Miami is like the uh, sixth borough, Miami too. Go. All right. First one that comes to my mind, which is maybe like not known to be a healthy place is Kiki's because it's good Greek food and Mediterranean diet across the board is the healthiest diet. So I'm biased, but Kiki's mm-hmm. and Chinatown, if you haven't been, gotta go. Yeah. Good um, I would say Ja 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 is one of my favorite places. It's not, again, it's not like the healthiest spot, but when we wanted like a nice dinner, um, that it's, was really tasty. It's, it's vegan. vegan. Yeah. We really like Ja Ja Ja. What was the yeah, name of the Indian restaurant that I took you on a date to? Oh, Divya's Kitchen. Divya's That's super kitchen. healthy. I don't know if you guys have been to Divya's Kitchen. No, I haven't. It's a very healthy spot, but they have really cool dishes and you feel great after you leave. You they know? cook yeah. your food with olive oil. A really, really good spot. And then in Miami? Miami. Okay, so I can think of a couple decent ones. Mandolin is a good Greek so restaurant. Good. Like I said, can't go wrong with Mediterranean. For like a lunch, uh, Pura Vida is like a hot spot. It's like our sweet green, but it's it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, Miami's still catching up, up on the health food scene. Um, and then I would say Plant is, Plant is a good vegan restaurant that we went to last week for brunch. And they get all their produce from a local organic farm. So it's like as clean and as fresh as you they can have possibly like waffles get. waffles and like really good clean stuff. It's yeah. in Wynwood. Yeah. Okay. Go to cocktail or like healthy, like a healthy with quotation marks around it but like a healthy drink that you could order that's still tasty oh, yours. Go ahead. yeah i don't know yours but Go ahead. i want to hear it um it's a spicy mezcal margarita skinny oh and that's pretty much it skinny just means mezcalita yeah mez- mezcalita as they call it in miami but tequila and mezcal are the least processed forms of alcohols. So that's pretty much what I drink 85% of the time. And I just like spicy and I go skinny because that takes out the simple syrup. And usually they swap it with agave, which is just like one step better. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say the same with tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> go to hangover cure drinks. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, activated charcoal is amazing supplement that binds to the alcohol so take it before you go out helps a ton flyby is a good hangover supplement as well oh okay i've never heard of that on amazon it's it's really good Ooh, okay what is the best place to buy like produce or your groceries when you guys were living here and then also down in miami we love Whole Foods. I know it's basic, but yeah. Whole Foods does a trick and it's convenient. We like ideally one day would love to grow a lot of our food. I think that'd be awesome because Whole Foods definitely has its flaws, but just try to buy organic when you can with the produce. I think that's key. Trader Joe's is good, but even better than both of those is farmer's markets. There's one in Union Square. The Union Square was yeah, so, good. so good. That's like real produce. It has like dirt on it. It's not perfect and shiny, like red balls, like the apples you find in Whole Foods. So I would say farmer's markets are above everything. Yeah. Favorite workout studio in New York and Miami? Oh, that's a good question. In Miami, the yoga studio is, is awesome. Um, Ahana. Ahana is Ahana great. Ahana yoga in Miami is huge vibe. It's such good flows and like 
The teachers are amazing. It's very spiritual. It's, it's very relaxing. It's like a good workout. Um, and then New York. I loved Y7. Y7 still up and so running. So good. Yeah. Yes. So I was actually talking to Dimitri about it the other day. He was like, can we go to Y7 soon? <laughs> And if you really want to mess yourself up, hit some tone house workouts in oh, New York. Oh my God. Katie and I did it once and like we're traumatized. <laughs> we were also hung over. That was yeah, so, yes. so hard. The no. hardest workout I've ever, yeah. workout class I've ever done. Like, Don't do it hungover. Yeah. Favorite wellness spot in New York or Miami? I love Clean Market. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. We used to go to Clean Market all the time and do like the services. The IVs are awesome there. Mm-hmm. Another cool little hidden gem is The Alchemist. Oh, it's near Houston great. and on top it's an herbalist shop and it has a little oh, cafe yeah. with like drinks and stuff and down low it has like saunas spa cryotherapy all sorts of cool stuff awesome well thank you guys so much we'll, we'll highlight all your Amazon shop and all of the yeah products because mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's gonna want to order everything a hundred percent thanks for having us guys thank of you of course yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much to you no. Oh,